ओम ज्ञान चिरंधस्यज्ञानंजनशलाकाय चक्षुरीलिता ये नस्म श्रीगुरव नम This morning I'm going to speak on two questions uh from the book Sri Bhakti Siddhant Bible The book has been brought here and just happens to be opened on a page where a quote from Srila Bhakti Siddhant Saraswati Thakur about South India is featured so I'll take that as a divine indication that as I'm here in South India I should read this. In a lecture given in Bengal, he, Srila Bhakti Siddhant Saraswati Thakur, stated, "The most merciful Sri Chaitanya Dev preached all over South India the glories of Radha Govinda. Yet today the people there are in the same condition as before Sri Mun Mahaprabhu came." therefore yeah it's better to have it like this so it's not in covering the face therefore it is again required to preach to south indians to revive their original consciousness because they have completely forgotten whatever shriman mahaprabhu had instructed they say we are rational and intelligent men not sentimental like bengalis but they have no interest to hear about sri sri radha govinda when we installed the deity of radha govinda in our ramananda gauriya mutt in south india who knows where that is anyone ramananda gauriya mutt at kovur which is just opposite rajamandri where chaitanya mahaprabhu spoke to ramananda rai When we installed the deity of Radha Govinda in our Ramananda Gauriya Mutt in South India, local people opposed us and placed so many obstacles. They wanted us to instead install the four-armed form of Lord Vishnu. The people of Madras are busy with discussions of Parathasarathi, not nowadays, and do not know about Radha Govinda Lila. They are very unfortunate. they have no qualification to see the beautiful service of the supreme lord that was inaugurated in north india by chaitanya mahaprabhu's associates the six goswamis if you want to know more read the book <laughs> read more about that what hope is there for you what hope is there for me so the first question uh In volume one, page one of Sri Bhakti Siddhant Vaibhav, there is a verse, verse quoted from Padma Purana, beginning with Sri Brahma Rudra. So I'll read out the the uh, whole sentence. Sri Bhakti Siddhant Saraswati's advent in Puri is particularly significant in light of a statement in Padma Purana. Shri Brahma Rudra Sanaka Vaishnava Kshiti Pavanaha Chatvaraste Kalo Bhavya Yudkale Purushottamat In Kali Yuga the four Vaishnava sampradayas which are purifiers of the earth will appear in Purushottam Kshetra in Utkal Orissa So I didn't elaborate on why it is significant um 
I can do so now, briefly. I didn't elaborate because I thought that it was self-evident. Of course, that's because I wrote the book. To me, it would seem evident. But for one who hadn't, this is, on the, this is the first paragraph of, on page one. They may not understand that. So, uh, the answer to many, I'm getting several questions by email and Gaur Bhagavan Prabhu, wherever you may be. Okay. You can bear it in mind that when questions come in, you can ask the questioners, send an email back to them and say, please read the whole book. And then if you still don't know, know the answer, then you write me. Because in many cases, the answer will come by reading on. You can't put everything all on one page. Uh, another comment is that hopefully not everything may need to be explicitly or explicated means explained in detail. Hopefully not every point requires to be explained in detail because this book, it's... I wouldn't give it to someone just walking in the door, first of all. I'd give them the science of self-realization, Bhagavad Gita as it is. As I write in the preface that the teachings of Bhaktisiddhanta Sahasrata Thakur are best... uh, approached or understood in the modern age through the medium of the books of Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. It's the same teachings, but uh, presented in a manner that is more suitable for the more stupid people of the present time. People previously uh, who were educated, they were better educated than nowadays, we can see. The mass ed- Mass education has, for various reasons, the level has come down. And we can see from the writing, the standard of writing, not only in India, in the West, everywhere, that uh, it, was, it was on a higher level than it is common in the present day. Nowadays, education means you become a, uh, a proficient shudra. Yes, you become a... Software engineer, what is a software engineer? It means he's a technical shudra, that's all. It requires some intelligence, but not the kind of intelligence that will help us to understand Bhakti Siddhanta. So, yeah, this book is uh, meant, it's not meant for beginners uh, and it's meant for, hopefully, people who have uh, some intelligence after being through the educational system, if there's anything left. that, And if they've read Prabhupada's books, especially, that gives intelligence. As Srila Prabhupada said, ours is an intelligence-giving movement, brain-giving movement, when they were... When the accusation came of it being a brainwashing movement, Srila Prabhupada said, yes, it's brainwashing because your brain is full of stool. <laughs> Actually, it's brain giving because you don't have any brain. This was Srila Prabhupada's response to the accusation. 
So uh, anyone who reads this book by the end, and if they come back to the beginning and they're still asking, well, here's the answer. That Srila uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was an empowered representative of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We often use that term, empowered representative. It's a translation or somewhat translation of Shaktyavesh, avatar. Uh, we shouldn't take this term very cheaply or just think that anyone and everyone is an empowered representative. Of course, everyone, whatever power we have to do anything, even to be totally in Maya, even that power comes from Krishna, who's the source of everything. But to uh, be an empowered representative of Krishna, to spread his glories throughout the world, it's not just anyone and everyone. Even among Vaishnavas, some are very special. As uh, is, was noted by one of Srila Bhaktisthan Saraswati's followers, a devotee on the level of Bhaktisthan Saraswati, may appear in this world, hardly a few will appear in this world, even in the day of Brahma. So it's not that everyone's uh, on that level of empowerment and realization. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is avatari. He is the Krishna, the, the fountainhead of all the various forms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. All the various Vaishnav Sampradayas, uh, four of them, they are listed here, Sri Brahma, Rudra, Sanat. These four Vaishnav Sampradayas, they all teach about Krishna, but particularly Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave the uh, full understanding of Krishna, which the other sampradayas had not done. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is anarpita chiring chirat karunyavatirno kalo samapiyatamuna tajvala rasa svabhakti sriyam. He comes to give that which is not previously offered, which is Unutajvala rasa, swabhakti shriyam. Can you all understand? If you know Indian languages or a little Sanskrit, it's easier to understand. It's difficult to translate into. Unata means most elevated. Unat, unata in Sanskrit. Ujvala means glowing brightly. Ujvala rasa, this means the, uh, the rasa, the exchange of rasa, particularly in Vrindavan and particularly between Krishna and the gopis. Unatajvala rasa, svabhakti, bhakti to himself, shriyam, which is beautiful, opulent, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give this is the uh, fulfillment of all the Vaishnava Sampradayas. It's not in a mundane way we should think, oh, this is better. What the other Vaishnava Sampradayas have given is full and complete and is perfect. 
But what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives is fuller and more complete and more perfect. Not that there's any lacking. This, in, this cannot be understood by mundane intelligence because it's not a mundane fact, it's a transcendental fact. So Bhakti Sarasar Thakur was uh, the first Gurya Vaishnava Acharya to, actually he began the work of synthesizing his, the teachings of all, of, of showing that, demonstrating that. He was the first Gorya Vaishnava Acharya to, to publish works of other Sampradayas, although we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita itself quotations from, uh, from the, uh, Yamuna Acharya, Stotra Ratnam. So these works were known to Gauriyas previously, but particularly Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur made it, uh, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu before had visited the uh, places of the various sampradayas and Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he met with representatives of the other acharyas, uh, of the other sampradayas. So that's a work in progress that, that hasn't been followed up practically since the uh, passing of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. But he appeared in Puri, where uh, all the four Vaishnav Sampradayas, they uh, have their, or, or they have had uh, their muts there, and the uh, Nimbaka Sampradayas not represented there now as far as I know. Previously it was very prominent in, in Orissa. And um, Ramanuja Sampradaya, they still have their mats, the Gauriyas for Brahma, and uh, Madhvas, they also uh, recognize the importance of Puri Dham and uh, one of their first Acharyas, Narahari Tirtha, he was ruling in that area long ago. So, uh, in brief, I'm just mentioning this in brief, that his appearance in Puri is, uh, all his biographers have noted this point, the significance of his appearance in Puri. So this could be elaborated on much more. But I'll go on to the second question. Again, uh, yeah, where's that? On page 241, it is stated. Uh, oh, it's in the footnote. Srila uh, Saraswad Thakoi, his father was Bhaktivinoda Thakoi. That's conventionally stated. However, Conventionally stated means that, uh, I don't know if they kept records in those, probably they didn't keep government records, but if you, those of you who have had your birth registered, you'll find in the birth certificate there's your father's name, mother's name, isn't it? So, you, who is your father and mother? It's, it's clear, it's not a question of, uh, there's no doubt about that. It's a, it's a fact of this material world. However, that, yeah, so Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's father is Bhaktivinoda Thakur. 
But that's not a fact of this material world because neither of them were material personalities. It's uh, a transcendental event which appeared within this material world and as materialistic people see everything within this material world as material because they have no vision of anything else which is why the Acharyas come to give them spiritual vision and when one has spiritual vision he'll understand that Bhaktisiddhanta or Thakur is not the son of Bhaktivinoda Thakur in the same way that you and I are sons or daughters of our parents. However, as I write in the footnote, Srila Sarsarg Thakur never considered Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur as an ordinary mundane father. This is further explained in volume 2, page 204. Nonetheless, following the example of many Gorya Mart publications in referring to Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, herein, in other words, in this book, the word father is also used conventionally. Certainly in a wholly transcendental sense, Bhaktivinoda eternally gives birth to Bhaktisiddhanta. So the question is, uh, I did not understand this. Can you kindly elaborate on this? Again, if you read the whole book, then... It should become more clear, but anyway, uh, I'll speak on it as it is a very uh, relishable subject, a very important subject, as Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsar Thakur wrote in his uh, prayer, his poem, which describe or lists the uh, prominent members of our parampara. He uh, writes therein, Parampara Jano Bhalomote. He gives the instruction too that we should know the parampara very well. This, uh, that means we should know who are the members of our parampara, what they did, what were their contributions, what they taught. We should know who is Bhaktivinoda Thakur. We should know his Bhakti Siddhanta Sartako. Uh, to know actually Bhaktivinoda Thako, his contributions, they're, they're, who can say what? There's, there's no word. Ananta, that's all, that's the only word. And there's no end, it's unlimited. Uh, unfortunately, people of the world don't know about Bhaktivinoda Thako. The Vaishnava Acharyas, they're such great personalities that people don't know. Nowadays, great personality means some politician who's... Uh, what is the level of their consciousness? It's lower than that of the ordinary man. But they're great because, because they're so greedy and, and shameless and nasty that they can occupy some, they occupy some position by which they can exploit others. And these are considered great people. Or someone, they can hit a ball with a piece of wood and run, and they're considered great. What more evidence is required to show that people in Kali Yoga are very foolish? And what more evidence is required to demonstrate the greatness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Acharyas that they come to give 
their gift in this most miserable age. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he wrote so many songs, so many books, expressing Bhaktivinoda. Vinoda, Bhaktivinoda, <clears throat> the name gives indication of the joy of bhakti, gives an indication of the transcendental pastimes of Radha and Krishna. The vinod of bhakti, the pleasure, the the pastimes, these all these words that Vinod gives this this term, Vinod gives this indication of all these points. Bhaktivinoda Thakur among his uh, many contributions was uh, showing to the small part of the world who that was in some way willing to listen to him demonstrating how this is Vinoda, this the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. They are the actual pleasure, the, the nectar for which we are always anxious. Shri Radha Madhava Sarasitya Ase Bhakate Vinoda. What is that? Shri Radha Madhav Pada Sarasitya Ase Bhakate Vinoda. What's the last line? Sada Ase. One word I'm forgetting. Yes. That's just one line. One line from written so many songs. Uh, desiring, expressing his desire to uh, be placed at the lotus feet of Sri Radha Madhava. Hari Lila Ek Matro Jaha Pramod Bhogarati Gai Shei Bhakati Vinod. In many places is expressed his love for the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. Hari Lila Ekma. For him whose only joy is Hari Lila, he is singing this in his Bhogarti song, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Bhaktivinoda Krishna Bhajane Anukul Pai Jaha Pratiti Bhashe Paramashuke Shikara Kariye Taha. In many places he's expressed his joy in Bhakti. In this song, he's described his his own daily practices, what he does regularly. He hears the mridanga, he takes prasadam, especially shark, which is very dear to Lord Chaitanya. He worships the deity, he takes charanamrita, he associates with devotees, he serves the devotees. In this way, Bhaktivinoda, in Bhaktivinoda Krishna Bhajane, in the activities of Krishna Bhajan, Anukul Pai Jaha, everything, whatever he finds, whatever he finds favorable for the activities of Krishna Bhajan, every day with great bliss, Bhaktivinoda Thakur accepts that. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, although his life was apparently full of suffering, if we see from the external standpoint. 
full of suffering from his very childhood. He's born in opulent circumstances, but then plague hit his village and the, the whole village was wiped out. And he suffered so many uh, sickness, sickness throughout his whole life. And uh, His first wife died very young. And so, much, so much difficulty. But his whole life was full of the bliss of bhakti. So many setbacks he's in, in his career. But he's always full of the bliss of bhakti. So Bhakti Vinod eternally gives birth to Bhakti Siddhanta. These names, Bhakti Vinod and Bhakti Siddhanta, they're names, but they're not just names. They are principles also. And the persons who have the names, they are, we can understand, they're non-different from those principles. Bhakti Vinod is Bhakti Vinod. He is always relishing the bliss of Bhakti. Bhakti Siddhanta is always the person, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he is, uh, for want of a better term, the personification. He is Bhakti Siddhanta Murtiman. He is the Bhakti Siddhanta. So these two, they're uh, eternally coexistent. There's no Bhakti Vinod without Bhakti Siddhanta, and there's no Bhakti Siddhanta without Bhakti Vinod. And this, you can take it either way, either meaning the persons or the principles, because they're both uh, eternally coexistent. <clears throat> and they are the same, because Bhaktivinoda is Bhaktisiddhanta, and Bhaktisiddhanta is Bhaktivinoda. It's not that one can have the bliss of bhakti with opposite or an incorrect understanding of Krishna consciousness. It's not possible. It may seem like that. And that is the fault of the Prakrita Sahajyas. They want to have the bliss of bhakti without the proper understanding or following. Therefore, they are simply cheating. They're not actual devotees. It might even seem that they are very blissful. But it cannot be. It cannot be the actual bliss of bhakti unless there is bhakti siddhanta. It's not possible. It's just a bluff. Many years ago in Bangladesh, I, I had this uh, realization when I saw a group of kirtaniyas jumping up and down in so-called kirtan, apparently in ecstasy, playing with dangas, cartels, singing with lots of enthusiasm, and singing some completely bogus mantra. This... Uh, Jai Jagat Bandhu Maha Udharana, I can't remember the whole thing, but it's a mantra in praise of someone who's, who they consider to be the uh, again come, one of the many in Bangladesh, again come uh, incarnations of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu couldn't do his job properly, so he came again. This time, he got it right this time. <coughs> So it appeared that they're in ecstasy, but they're rascals because their Siddhanta is completely bogus and offensive. And that was one of the jobs of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarta. When I say one of the jobs, it doesn't mean that that uh, it's, it's some uh, chore or drudgery. 
Rupanoga Virudha Apasidhanta Dvanta Hari. He is the remover of the darkness which is caused by those conclusions, wrong conclusions, those that are not Rupanoga, those that are not in the line of Rupa Goswami. Uh, I'm, I don't know if all of you can follow all these terms or the concepts because, like I said, it's not beginner stuff. But you should all know these things. If we are actually going to be Gorya Vaishnavas, we should know these things. So it is. it may be a bit, little difficult to follow all these concepts. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sasar Thakur, as I have as my personal perception. He, he, his manner of teaching was that he's presenting, this is bhakti. Now you come up, come up, this, come up to this high level. Don't remain down there. Utishta, jagrata, prapya varanya bodhata. Come up, wake up, attain the boon of human life. He was pulling people up. Come up to this level. There's an anecdote related in this book of one person who said that why are you telling us all these difficult things and not eating fish? and all? Why don't you give us an easier path? So Bhaktisthan Sarsar Thakur said, why you want to pull me down to your level? Now you come up to this level. You don't pull me down. So that's my perception and uh, and our own Srila Prabhupada, Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, he presented the same teachings but he, as he wrote in the, actually it's transcribed from a lecture of his, he said Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches just like a teacher writes on the blackboard ABC. It's not that he needs to learn it himself but he writes it for the benefit of beginners. So in the same way Srila Prabhupada, he lived, especially in the early days, he lived with his disciples and he did everything with them. And he always told them, it's very easy, Krishna consciousness is very easy and natural. And both perspectives are correct. But Srila Prabhupada, it was like he was running along with us and, and taking us by the arm and pulling us along. Whereas Bhaktisiddha, as if he was one of us, just showing the life of a devotee. Bhaktisiddha and Sarsartako, his stance was uh, showing the... This book is called Bhaktisiddhanta Vaibhav. Vaibhav means the the grandeur and the glory. So he was showing this. For the... Uh, there may be various reasons for that. We can cite very various socio-cultural, historical reasons for that. Because the, the Vaishnava cult in Bengal was very... Uh, or the, the perverse manifestation of it was very degraded. So Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswataka wanted to show that this is not something degraded. This is not a beggar's religion, as it was often. Vaishnavism in Bengal was often considered a beggar's religion. He wanted to show that this is the, this is for the topmost people in all respects. This is for the most learned people, for the most moral people for the most renowned, spiritually advanced people in all respects. There's one quote in here in which he says, whatever the materialistic people are doing, we should be a little ahead of them. They dress nicely, we should dress better. Little. 
They live in nice places, we should live in a nicer place. They, they're learned and educated, we should be more. Just to show that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's cult, it's not uh, lacking in anything. We're, we're the, the, the best in all ways. The Vaishnavas are the kings of the world. The Vish, Vaishnava, Vishva Vaishnava Raja Sabha. The Vaishnavas, they're the kings of the world. So I wanted to demonstrate this. So, uh, the eternal relationship between Bhakti Vinoda and Bhakti Siddhanta. I'm going to take a break here. Please excuse me. I guess that the class is supposed to finish now. I didn't even start yet, actually. I mean, this, that's why I wanted to do this uh, not last night, because this subject, uh, it can go on and on. I don't know how much you want to go on, but uh, I can go on. But actually, there, you see, we need... This is one book, this actually is one volume of three, part of a three-volume set. But we need also very much a, a, a study, not in the sense that academic scholars study, but a study means uh, holding on to their lotus feet and begging, on, begging for the mercy of the Acharya so that we may uh, convey their gifts to the world, so a Vaishnava study is required of Bhaktivinoda Thakur also, his, his gifts, his contributions, his teachings, because actually, as, uh, yeah, anyway, I started again, so. Bhaktivinoda Saraswati Thakur is wholly made of Bhaktivinoda. Just like Prabhupada, he always said that, I'm, on, I'm simply repeating what I heard from my spiritual master. So the whole Gorya Mat was largely, it was based on Bhaktivinoda. And his teaching. I mean, sometimes people say Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati was very heavy, and Bhakti Vinod wasn't so heavy. But actually, the writings of Bhakti Vinod they're also very strong. But he d- he didn't publicly his he didn't publicly go out and fight like that so much. He was more, you could say, diplomatic. And there are reasons for that also. But in the writings, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, he was just. The same thing in his his uh, deprecation. What's an easy word of that for that? Uh, his uh, showing the bad side of all the bogus things. So Bhakti Thakur took that, and Bhaktivinoda, uh, yeah, Bhaktivinoda, he also gave so many insights in, into uh, the essence of Gorya Vaishnavism, which is. Madhuryojvala Prem, the same terms. Uh, Madhur, Madhurya Ujvala Prem. He gave, uh, and then Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswatako, he conveyed that to the world. That's in his pranam mantra. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswatako. Madhuryojvala Prem Adhya Shirupa Anuga Bhaktida. There are so many. Bhaktivinoda is praised as Rupa Nugavara, the best of the followers of Rupa. Rupa Goswami. Then Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, he is the giver of that praying which is coming in the line of Rupa Goswami. Anyway, I'm going to take a break for five minutes. Please chant. And I'll